Guys, welcome back to another episode of Unmotivated. We're sitting here today with Better Best Dog, and we're going to talk about the first dog, your last dog, your next dog, and your best dog. <laughs> so what we have here is a guy who never really had dogs, but he had dogs, but they were reservoir dogs. Mm. No movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a plug for the movie. And a reservoir dog, he's going to walk us through what that looks like and you know, kind of get us to the place now where he's in where a dog actually has a great meaning and value to his life. So... The reservoir dog, man. What the fuck goes on with a res dog? A res dog? You mean a reservation dog? A res dog? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, you know, I actually, now now that I know what I know, I feel bad for res dogs, man, because they have no life. Yeah. They have no purpose. <laughs> they have no person, really. They just surviving at this point. They're surviving basically like rescues living freely on the res. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is, and they just have a good, they have, you know, a place where they can sleep, and they have a place to get some food, but that's it, and they live outside. They don't live inside. You, It's very rare on the reservation where you'll see dogs that are actually inside, and if they are, they're very, they're the small dogs, like the chihuahuas and those little. The chihuahuas. Yeah, because them them dogs, the chihuahua wouldn't last two, a second outside. It'd go, go out there. turn it into prey and eat that jugger. Oh, yeah, well, another res dog would probably eat it. Or a coyote. Or a coyote, or a snake, or anything. Something, something would get it. So res dogs, I feel bad for them, man. But, you know, that just goes back to, you know, the if you look at the pet parents themselves, they don't take care of themselves. So why would they take care of their dogs? Mm-hmm. You know? So, so did you did but did you have a res dog or were you just around them? So I was I grew up around them. My grandparents, they had the res dogs. Uh, and so when we were out there, I mean, I remember uh, this one res dog, his name was Regal. And I'm like, I think back to the like, man, that's an odd name, but Regal was his name. But that, that boy, that joker was old. That boy lived. He was probably like 15, 16 years old. <laughs> boy, that that joker was because I remember that boy being gray in the face and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this. And I think back to him, I was like, how did this dog even survive that long? I'm like, the winters and and on the res on the Navajo reservation, to be clear, are pretty brutal because we're close to the Rockies. So you know, they get snow. It's very muddy out there. The dogs, like I said, they don't come inside. So through the winters, they're outside still, surviving surviving and getting fed still but that's it <laughs> so but and you but you pull up on that like you see you walk you pull up on the house and like it's a blizzard outside and you see them all piled up on each other under the you know under this trailer just trying to keep each other warm that's you know? crazy yeah man but res dog was not my first dog my very first dog that i ever had was a shepherd labrador mix oh, yeah and this is when my mom was stationed in fort hood texas we were living in Colleen, and uh once again, I was about sixth, seventh grade, and I remember we were uh, at the store, and there was this person outside the store with a box of puppies, a box of puppies, and I was like, oh, man, mom, I want a dog, da, 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 not knowing anything, like how huge of a responsibility it is, you know, not understanding the breed type in this case, you know, you talk about shepherd lab mix, so that shepherd alone, man. Wired. Wired. So, and, and now that I think back to all the problems that we had with it, I now understand why. Let's say. <laughs> Crazy full circle, right? Full circle, man. I remember that thing used to wreck the trash. I remember we used to like we we didn't understand the power of the crate training or anything like that. So like we would we do is we'd uh, get a very long leash and tie it to the stove so it wouldn't like go anywhere in the house. Anytime we had to leave and we'd have like a it was it was dumb. It was just flat out stupid. And I'm like, man. But then I remember when we eventually got to the point, my mom was like, "Yo, we can't we can't deal with this dog." She was gonna take it to the rescue, but where did she send it? To the res with my uncle. Like that joker, like that joker die out there. I don't know what you like. I don't know what's worse. Well, it's still, well, so Missy was her name, by the way. Still, she went out there and I was a female. 
I mean, she thrived, bro. She ended up having like two or three litters. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. She had some puppies, man, while she was out there on the res getting knocked up by a res dog, bro. So when I tell you, like, you know, I was on that side of the demographic of like not knowing what the hell was going on, being a part of the problem. That's exactly what it was, man. Just uneducated. Hey, that's a big thing, though, too, because, you know, puppies are impulsive. People have them and don't want to have them. So Mm -hmm. turn around and sell them to you for $100 or just give them boogers away in a box because you go, hey, I can't deal with this, man. I can't deal with no puppies, man. But it was an accident. You're like, bro, Mm -hmm. why didn't you just get the dog fixed? By about two years old and just keep it locked down if it was you know if you don't want any happy accidents. Yeah. So then your next dog is who? <clears throat> so that first one I was definitely an impulsive buy. So after that, I really didn't actually even have my own dog until years, years, years later. And even then, um, you know, any relationship that I'd be, I would be in, they would have a dog or something like that. So I've always been around dogs. I've always been a dog man, but I just didn't. Uh, I never owned my own dog until I really got Nala. Yeah, oh, let me take that back. When we got Storm, Storm was also, but she was also a rescue. Yeah. Still didn't know what I was doing. She was a pit bull. I wanted to get pit bulls because just like the the stereotype, I'm like, oh, man, I want a pit bull because they look like they're, you know, they have that, you know, aggressive nature. They can potentially be a guard dog, protection dog, all that stuff. But she didn't have that in her. She had the the reactivity side of it. Very defensive, super reactive. Mm -hmm. Um, You you didn't know her trauma or what she... Had gone through. Yeah, because I got her at two years old. Too long. It's too old, boy. Too old, you know. And then, you know, as we're going down the road in terms of, you know, Fit Bully going underway, I remember when we had, like, the first couple litters, or first litter, and uh, she didn't like puppies. Uh And so once we learned that, I was like, Storm, you got to (laughs) go. Now, she got rehomed, to be clear. We didn't take her back to the the shelter. Yeah, because we got her from the shelter, saved her life. Mm -hmm. Um, So she got to go live. Yeah, and she got to go live with my sister and my mom and stuff like that. My mom has her now, so she's living a good life. Uh, She's just, you know, being a couch potato, enjoying her. She's eating good. You know, I told my mom exactly what they need to feed her and stuff like that because we were ODing on the kibble. She was fat, you know. (laughs) She was a fat, fat pit bull, man, super loving. I enjoyed her to the fullest, but at the at the root of it, you know, in terms of what we're trying to accomplish long term, she just wasn't going to be able to, you know, be around, you know, because the puppies wouldn't be safe. Look, that was a big move for you guys to to make at the time too, mm-hmm. and in thinking about the bigger picture, because I, I I still know at the time it wasn't clear, yeah, what was going on, mm-hmm. and now you go, fuck, man, it's a good thing I made that call mm-hmm. because this on the side we're on now is way better than. Uh, and trying to fight the, hey, let's keep Storm and create, you know, more havoc in the house, per se. There would have been so much animosity. <laughs> so much. I mean, shit, Zara, Zara corrected her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zara don't play people. It's just it's true, man. She's yeah. uh, Everybody now, even the house, this house knows, like, look, they'd be like, boy, you don't want them problems. Don't want also the problems. <laughs> man. She don't, she don't got good sense. But uh, uh, she's so, also super sweet, though. That's the irony. Yeah. Oh, my God. Zara's the best. Like I told him, man, I've said it, but if you have to... Run her back one more time, brother. I'm about to get a daughter. I was like, I just got to, man. Like, Zara's an amazing, amazing dog. Yeah, she's she's definitely one of my favorites, yeah. man. But, you know, so then fast forward. My first real dog, Nala. She uh, She's taught me a lot, man. And I would say the thing that I was very grateful for was that I got to watch, you know, you and um, my dog mom that first year mm-hmm. taking care of, you know, that, you know, ego and envy and, you know, watching all the the you know the trials and tribulations you guys went through in terms of just learning about the nutrition side of things and just learning even how to genuinely really take care of a dog. I got to see that on the sidelines. So when I did get Nala, I knew what I needed to do at least. I had at least had a, a, a blueprint. Yeah. You know, a blueprint on what I can work off work off of. And uh 
you know, she taught me a lot about myself, you know, in terms of just care, you know, care, care, care. You know, I never thought that, you know, I would care that much for a dog until I got Nala and then really going through that. It's just almost like raising a kid. It's like raising oh, a child. Very much so, bro. It's just like raising a child, you know. And so also in in that time frame, it also taught me how to be a better dad. It taught me how to look at things from a different perspective when I even work with and do things with my son as well, too. You know, just like a dog, you know, kids, they need mental and physical stimulation. Yeah. They need that attention. They need that bonding time. They need all these little different components outside of just being fed and just, you know, trying, you know, just keeping them alive, right? They need things to do because, as you said, the auto mind's a devil workshop, right? Well, also, there's a real feeling and emotion of emptiness, people. And, you know, believe it or not, when you sit around in a room all day, and I think, again, I repeat, we learned this during COVID, and you don't have any human interactions or mm -hmm. connectivity. And it could be something as simple as, you know, Jamarcus and I, we'll jump on the game and play a little bit of the game a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Imagine, you know, you take that five, six, seven, two, three weeks away where maybe he's just playing by himself. There's no savagery playing. There's no savagery. He's like, I got you There's no mall playing. He's playing in his, even his son. His son's like, oh, no, dad, I don't want to play. It'll get, he'd be like, damn, do I want to keep playing the game? You know, mm -hmm. by the time. And it's a, it's a really a feeling of emptiness that a dog goes through when it's not being fulfilled just like a human. Yeah. And you could be sitting there eating food by yourself, feel empty. Yeah. You could go out and imagine going to a playground, playing by yourself. Nobody else is out there. Empty. Empty. Goes, this so in these moments, you realize the importance and impact and, you know, the power of, you know, having humans around mm -hmm. or, or your, your tribe per se. So a dog is the reason why it gets super excited when it sees you because, you know, in the cage or even at home by itself, if you allow it to roam and it doesn't destroy anything, there's emptiness there, man. It's like, yeah. damn, this house is kind of empty with nobody in it. Mm -hmm. So every time you come in, I was like, oh, man, my, 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 my person's baby. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, trust me. And, you know, um, that's exactly how Nala is now. You know, she every time I come home, she hears, she knows when I'm home. She'll start whining a little bit because she wants to see me. Junior's the same way now because, of you know, now taking what I learned from what I applied with Nala and then everything else I continue to learn from being around you and Iron Sharp Canine and other uh, people in the dog space, you know, I, I turn around and now I have my own kind of blueprint in terms of how I want to build my dogs and I implemented that with Junior. Now, Junior, that's my guy. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't, there's not a moment where I'd go in there. I know like, and it's so funny, they're all... um Nala, Junior, they have their mom's mannerisms. Uh -huh. You know, they have that loving, loving nature, that high energy. And so mine's the same way. Come home, that girl, she's wired up. Always a good time. But having that blueprint, having that time to watch you and my dog mom go through that process and then turn around and implement those things with Nala definitely taught me a lot about um, dogs, myself, and uh, even more so taking care of myself too. Because I was like, yo, I was pouring all this energy into this dog. I'd pour my energy into other people except for myself. Yeah. And so then, you know, you know, why not take a step back, go do things that I want to go do, you know, take care of myself physically in terms of nutrition, uh -huh. you know, walking down that road, you know, you're seeing how dog food and kibbles, you know, how when we did that 30 days of kibble with ego and stuff like that Jesus. early on. And, you know, you watch his skin and how he his energy drop and have all these issues. You're like, damn, like yeah. I don't want any of those problems not me so what can i do to prevent those things so you know you really start paying attention to everything that you know trev has going on or trev what trev's doing nutrition wise i'm like okay let me start implementing these things when i get nala and then start making sure that uh you know she's getting all the right things that she needs to to grow and all that kind of stuff and then turn around you're like okay you're learning about all these different vitamins all that stuff is transferable to us nutrition yeah. wise yeah 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 i mean i mean shit that makes sense yeah so then you start paying attention to you know 
your life and you're like, yo, what am I doing to make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of myself physically? Am I making sure I'm getting all the things to help with my gut health? Yeah. My heart health, you know, my feeding my bodies, the necessary proteins it needs so that it can sustain and continue to grow from all that I'm asking myself from a physical aspect. It's really, really crazy when you really start dialing into those things. And then, like I said, you start looking at the mental and physical stimulation. You're like, you know, anytime I get bored or if anytime I don't feel like, I'm like, yo, let me go do something. You know, just like how travel sit down and, you know, do Legos or something like that or pick up a book and read something or just anything. Or let me just go get out and explore a little bit, right? Yeah, no, and, and mind you, people finding that, that, that we'll call it a balance mm-hmm. um, so that you can continue to uh, stay proactive, productive, um, and never, you know, get into that empty space is one of the things that I try to like, well, why don't you try this? Kind of even like telling Jamarcus, you mm-hmm. know, to get on that game, man. <laughs> yeah, bro, you and you're so funny. He actually, uh, he was prying at me for like a good six, seven months. Yeah, you know, like, hey man, you just get on the game for a little bit and I'll play a game here and there. And like, ah, da, da. but I, it was Mortal so Kombat so. though that it finally got me hooked in there. Though that Mortal Kombat boy, I was like, oh snap, this is a let me get a couple rounds in here real quick. Let me at least uh-huh. get through a couple uh chapters. Yeah, yeah, see, <laughs> see, the, the next you know, the bug got in. Oh, yeah. this bug is terrible. And I was like, look, nigga, I'm fucking these mm. rounds of this Fortnite, boy. Man, and even then, I was still against Fortnite still, too. And then so Jack was like, yo, just try it, try it, try it. And so, like, we, and I remember Trev was against it, too. And we were like, yeah, we'll play. We'll play a couple rounds, see what happens. And now I was like, I got that junkie itch. <laughs> I'm hooked. I'm like, yo, I got to get it around a night and night, boy, whether if y'all are jumping on or not, I'm still going to play by myself. See how far I can get, buddy. <laughs> exactly. It's a real thing, people. It's, it really is. You know, it's, it's a fun thing, too, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, it just... We get to connect and, and play with and reach out and mm-hmm. kind of jump on the game and, and stay connected to our community and just the people that, you know, we really fuck with per se. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the dog is one of those things that will make or break a man sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, losing a dog sometimes could break you. Getting a good dog could make you a better person. So yeah. what's one of the things you would tell people to keep in mind when they, uh, you know, are looking for a dog or even like trying to get into the dog space? Definitely do your research. You know, I would say get the dog that fits your lifestyle. If you're not an active person, then don't get an active dog. Yes, you may think the dog looks cool. Yes, you may think the dog might be built for something in terms like protection work or whatever. But at the end of the day, there is still work required when it comes to handling that dog. Yeah. You know, so if you're, you know, if you, you're couch potato yourself, you just want to hang out. You know, I'll say get like a bulldog or something. Get something, <laughs> yeah, get something that's going to be lazy with you. Don't get something that's going to require you to go on four, five-mile walks every single day, you know, and then on top of playing fetch and then doing bite work because then it just turns into a whole nother job. If whole you get another job. Yeah, and then, of course, then, the, you know, that dog's quality of life diminishes if you're not actively, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, just feeding it what it needs. And it's not just nutrition-wise, but I'm talking about just even, you know, from a physical standpoint, mental standpoint, if you're not giving the dog what it needs, then, yes, it's going to seek out other ways to release that energy, you know, and that's how you get the destructive problems and things like that. So my best my best advice would say definitely do your research and get the dog that fits your lifestyle. Now, if you are an active person, you want to go hiking all the time and mm-hmm. stuff like that, then, yeah, that would make sense, you know, if you have that if you have that type of time in your schedule. But if you're working a full-time job from 9 to 5 or whatever, and then by the time you get home, you're just trying to sit on the couch and not do nothing, then, yeah, a, sh- a shepherd or a Malinois or, or a husky even, you know, I think people under, underestimate the husky, but that's a sled dog. Yeah, it's then, not to sit they sit down, lay, stay, working dog mm-hmm. time. It works in a different way. It just want to run. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, I would say get you, like I said, a retriever or – even uh, and retrievers still they do retrieve stuff, so that's still that's still a whole nother. I mean, 
Once again, this is why I say do your research because the dog that you think you're getting, you might not have the time or energy or effort to, to put forth in that dog because our dogs require a, a level of work. Yeah, they do, man, and that's because we've created it, though. They could have been couch potatoes and lazy, per se, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I leaned into creating uh, basically a dog that can move and, and then have the off switch. So I've been testing theories and stuff for a couple years now, and, you know, so far so good. He goes in there knocked out. Um, he's a prick, so... He's got his own mind, mm-hmm. and, and even when if I take all the dogs in the room, say I take Zara, the general, I leave the door open, and even Chacha might be upstairs sometimes, and if I, I have to come upstairs and get him because he's like, bro, I don't want to go out right now, I'm good. Yeah. And so he'll literally be laying at the bed with the door open. I mean, he could come out at any time, but he's got no interest Yeah. because it doesn't serve him to do with that at this moment in time. So I love that he has his uh, own ideas, but that's why I have to stay on top of his ass because he's got his own ideas. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But, you know, that's what I enjoy about Junior, though, too, man. He's 50-50 right now from what I'm seeing. I'll get him out. If I pull that robot, he gets tuned in. He's ready. Yeah. You know, he's ready. He's starting to get you know interested in the pillow. So, But then when it's time for him to shut it off, like when we get back in the car, he'll lay right back down and go back to sleep. Like nothing just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, when we he's hanging out at the house, he knows when it's hangout time, and then he knows, knows, also knows when it's playtime. But that also comes down just to the structure and routine I built around everything that I got going on. Yeah. You know, so they understand when it's playtime. They understand when it's chill time. They understand when it's train time. They definitely understand when it's feeding time. But it just, you know, at the root of it, routine, structure, and uh, that's something, like you said, that you've, uh, in a sense, of created. Absolutely, people. So listen, first, last dog, you know, what's the Ricky Bobby saying? If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> so in this case, you know, his first dog, um, it was just an animal. Mm-hmm. You know, the next dog was just still an animal. Um, you know, this third dog, per se, a fourth dog in this case, mm-hmm. realistically, is uh, is his, is his pet. You yeah. know, it's like yo, this is my this is my my thing. It's my person. It's my 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 joy. My my peace. My my love. My my life. You know, a little bit of my my relief. Even um, dogs provide a certain level of peace. They keep me calm. Ruben mm-hmm. said it best. He said, "Look, if you don't think that dog matters, take that blood pressure when that dog's with you. When that dog's not with you, and see how see how much those numbers change." Um, <laughs> It's dramatic. I mean, it's it's huge, man. I mean, like for me, I mean, I even get a, a you know a certain level of anxiety at times, and I don't feel like I'm spending enough time with my dogs. Uh-huh. And I'm like, because don't mind you, like I'm here anywhere from eight to twelve hours a day, so half yeah. the day I'm definitely over here working and stuff like that. And mind you, I bring a dog with me every single day, so I have them in a rotation at times. But still, even then, I'm like, yo, you know, let me get up a little bit earlier so at least I can go on a walk with a few of them or whatever. I can go do something. You know, I have a, my schedule is like Saturdays and Sunday mornings. Those are my working days with my dog. So I'll th- take them out. That's where we'll go out. We'll do flirt, pull, vest work, you know, drag bag work, all that kind of stuff to really relieve the energy. And throughout the week, I'll, you know, I'll walk them and train them and stuff like that. But it's like, I mean, I, I got to a point where I was here so much and I was like, man, I don't feel like I'm spending enough time with my dogs, even though I was still spending probably more than the average person. Yeah. But I was like, but there's just more I wanted to do with them. Absolutely. You know, but like I said, we're also still here trying to build the bigger picture at the same time. But I, I completely understand your, you know, your, 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 your plight there is as far as, you know, wanting to, you know, those dogs bring you a level of peace. Man, a lot of peace for me, especially, man. And uh, I'm not ever going to be too human driven. I appreciate the humans I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for the, the things that are taking place. Um, but as always, we've got more work to do. So people, if you got your first dog, your last dog and your next dog, just try to treat every dog a little bit better. And learn as much as you can. Um, if you're a Fit Bully fan, then you then then I appreciate you as always for listening, watching, and learning, and 
you know, opening up your mind to new opportunities and ways to feed your dog, love your dog, and take care of your dog. If you're, you know, following Better Best Dog or watching Better Best TV, you're getting a second perspective for what it's like, in a sense, to look from be, be behind the scenes even. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and behind the scenes are still so many more things happening. But, yeah. you know, the gist of it is, is we're on a mission oh, yeah. to make the world a more pet friendly place in a sense where you get to kind of take your dog and pets with you anywhere. I don't mean no gorillas, but uh, or no lions. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hope some of this stuff resonates with you. It's always good to hear someone's story and their journey about, you know, where their first dog was to their last dog and how that went. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I'll, I'll definitely walk you through mine as we continue to uh, build this thing out. So if you're on the unmotivated podcast, listening, downloading, um, learning something. Thank you. And I do mean thank you a ton. Stay tuned, stay motivated. And uh, if you don't have a dog, man, get your dog. <laughs>